calling all baby faces and heels alike. Welcome to the Working Fans Podcast, your place for all things comedy, combat, and wrestling. Reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Working Fans Podcast. Or you can email us at workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. If you're an audio listener, we encourage you to check out our YouTube. Wherever you listen, please make sure you like, rate, review, and subscribe. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Working Fans Podcast. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the numbers 82 Designs, 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82 Designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, we divide the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. Hey, everybody. It's the Combat Cast. It's the Work Fans Podcast. Man, they call Dave, Carney Osada, and Chevy. And guys, I want to start off with the thing that made me feel really good this week. Not Joseph Benavides retired. We'll talk about that. Good for him. Good guy. Anderson Silva knocking out Tito Ortiz. <laughs> I put a smile on my face for days. I had no idea how much I wanted to see Tito get knocked out. But what I really want to talk about is Anderson Silva. Is he the greatest boxer from MMA that we've ever had? Carney, we'll start with you. First off, I wanted to say that my favorite part about that fight, which I didn't watch, but I did watch some of the clips online, and thankfully Showtime was nice enough to upload an alternate angle of that beautiful knockout. Mm. But Tito looked like one of those old early 90s action figures, like a wrestling figure, where it only moves at the top, and it was kind of like he was just going like this. <laughs> and he couldn't hit Silva, because obviously Anderson Silva's getting Anderson Silva. But as if the guy doesn't need any more CT, I'm just glad he got it. Yeah, I mean, I guess recency bias we could say that he might be the greatest boxer to come out of MMA, but we also really don't have a lot of other, we don't have a lot of other examples to pull from. Granted, there's a lot of great strikers in MMA. You know, you can watch someone like what Max Holloway did to Calvin Cater. That was a excellent play of boxing, but we haven't seen him with boxing gloves, only throwing punches at somebody. But Granderson still is being held at 46. Yeah. It's still really impressive to see him move and strike the way that he does. So I guess, you know, maybe just because I've grown to love Anderson Silva over the years, where years ago I used to actually hate him for being as flashy as he was. I have so much respect for him as a fighter, as a striker. Yeah, what the hell? Might as well say, sure, best best boxer from MMA. All right. McGregor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have to agree with Carney. Um, we haven't seen a lot of it, but... Anderson definitely looks like he has the skills. I mean, he's beaten some quality boxing opponents. Mm-hmm. Tito is 
you know, it's not a quality boxing opponent. No. Called call the way this fight was going to go. I'm glad yeah. that it happened that way. So I'd like to see what's up for him next. Yeah. So Chevy, I'll just talk about this too a little bit. Like, I think like we were talking, his win over who is Cesar Chavez Jr. Was, Wait, now, don't get me wrong. Yeah, Savage Jr. has not been as good as Savage Sr. in boxing, but he's still an established boxer with 50-something wins. and He was a world a, champion. He's a quality boxer, yeah. you know? Yeah, so at the end of the day, Anderson to pull off any kind of win and hang with him for 12 rounds, it's amazing. And as Dana White actually said, too, like, that's amazing. But then he goes out and he just did with to Tito what he should have done to Tito, which is knock him out in four. Like, that's the way that should have happened. And I think that's the impressive part about this. After getting a quality win, he didn't follow it up with, like, you know, some kind of competitive thing where you're like, was that a fluke? No, he did exactly what we would think he would do. So I think that's what's really interesting about this. Now, I'm going to throw you another one, Chevy. So same card, Belfort knocks out Holyfield. Now, I watched both these fights, by the way. I didn't watch the card, but I saw uh, somebody was kind enough to upload them on YouTube for a little bit. And what I saw with Holyfield was a guy who looked very slow. Um, He got... Oh, yeah, he got swarmed. Timing was way off. Some of the announcers, I think it was Todd Grisham, was saying that, oh, they're not giving him a chance to, you know, get in there and ride it out. Uh, early, I don't like thinking, bro, let's <laughs> fuck all that. <laughs> like, that's He's not an old this, man. Save yeah, his life. Yeah, this is not, it's fine. It's fine, you know. Now, he didn't end up face down like Tito did, but good, <laughs> you know. Yeah. My question is, and I know Cardi's not really a fan of this anyway, but I know me and you are a little more interested in this. Does Vitor or Anderson fight Jake Paul? And which one is more likely? All right. So I just want to say I also called this fight. Yeah. Yep. So I was, I was two for two on this. Yeah, I fucked this one up. I should have known about Holyfield's health condition. <laughs> that was my bad. Anyway, um, go ahead. As far as uh, Jake or Logan fighting Anderson or Vitor, I talked about this a little bit with one of my buddies who's very into everything that Jake and Logan are doing. You can do friends. <laughs> so he, I said Anderson Silva could fight both Paul brothers in the same night and knock them Ooh. both out. Mm. Uh, you know back-to-back fights and i stand by that i definitely think anderson is at the level where he's way above those two he's not Mm. too old he's fast enough he can make them miss i think frankly he would embarrass either one of them in the ring you know so i I think logan i don't know if he's even going to take any more boxing matches or whatever so jake jake's who i'm going to focus on Mm. for fights maybe somewhere down the line he fights anderson I don't see it going well for him unless he waits for Anderson to get, you know, until mm-hmm. Father Time catches up with him. So as far as Vitor... He called out Chase, by the way. Yeah, go ahead. yeah, I don't think that fight happens either. Mm. I favor Vitor in that fight, not because he's a better striker, just because he's not afraid to blitz Jake. And if he gets mm-hmm. inside, he's going to hit him and hurt him and, you know... And he's bigger, I believe. Yeah, I don't think that's really what Jake is looking for. So I don't think that fight will happen either. I don't see them fighting either one of them, to be honest with you. I, I know that Tito called out Logan saying some bullshit about how they both lost their last fights or something like that. Tito is a big enough name, maybe, that Logan fights him. I'd, sure. I, I'm rooting for Logan in that fight. Fuck you, <laughs> Tito. Uh, you know, sorry, but I, I know Carney probably doesn't like that. What do you think? Well, I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't really like Tito either. So <laughs> that fight happens. I've been saying that I hope that ends like the Superman versus Doomsday fight from the death of Superman, where they just punch each other to death at the same time. I'd so also be okay with that one. Right. 
So one of the things that I think needs to be mentioned too about the Holyfield fight, I didn't watch any clips of it. I refused to just because I had a lot of respect for Holyfield growing up. And when you look at it, was 2005, I believe that I'm going to guess it was New York had suspended him from fighting for poor performance and diminished skills, I believe are the exact wording. So what are you going to change 16 years later where this dude pretty much came up off the couch to take this fight against the guy who, let's face it, we all know that uh, Cheetor may be taking some TRT. The guy looks better now than he did when he was uh, when he was in MMA. Hmm. So actually, he looks a lot better now than he did like 10 years ago. So I think there's probably a good reason for that. And if they were doing any drug testing, we'd find out exactly why. So yeah, I'm with Chevy. I would favor Vitor in a fight with the Paul brothers, probably just because he's he's also not afraid to blitz, but he's also not afraid to take a bunch of drugs. <laughs> true. Very true. And they might be on that horse meat diet. Um, I'm going to tell you, Holyfield is probably on the on the sauce, too. He's just 60 years old, so it doesn't work as well. <laughs> on that note, keeping kind of the special attraction thing here a little bit, came out today that there's a fight one is proposing. I'm forgetting the gentleman's name, but it's Mighty Mouse. And he's going to be taking on a Muay Thai champion where one round will be MMA, then another round will be Muay Thai, then MMA and then Muay Thai. And as far as I know, it's a four-round fight, the way the article is written. What I'm wondering, guys, what do you think about that fight? And two, would you be curious in maybe doing something like this on a bigger platform? Like, let's say, and I know nobody's really a fan of Connor here anymore right now, but this is the first thing that comes to mind, and Mayweather... Like, how much would that, how bigger would that fight have been, maybe, if, and I know Floyd wouldn't have done this, but if, like, one round was boxing, and then the second round was MMA. I mean, I think it'd be a different fight completely, because Floyd would have went completely out of his way to try to get that round, too, obviously, you know? But, Leo, are there fights that maybe that would interest you, you know, possibly something like this? Carney, uh, I'll start with you. Well, I feel like not just that, but the fight that Floyd had with that undefeated kid a couple of years back that could have been an exhibition fight, the one who was a, uh, was it Muay Thai or some type of MMA? It was a, a kickboxer. Yeah, he was a lot yeah. smaller, but yeah. Yeah, if they could have if they could have done something like that for that fight, too. My problem with having fights like this is that my belief is, is that the fighter who is fighting the, the, the style that it favors them might be a little more aggressive and the other person's probably going to just try to get away and be defensive until they can get to that next round or then they could just do the same thing and we could just see a lot of hesitation and a lot of people not pulling the trigger and especially if it's going to be like all right but mighty mouse and i'm not i'm gonna admit i'm not as familiar with the other dude so i could see how i don't know i i could see how both of them could be a little hesitant but it could be a fun fight. I'm just hoping that if it goes to that fifth round that they do put up the, the top of the steel cage. As I said earlier, I want it to be round five will be war game style where one of them has to actually submit or surrender to get out of there. Mm. And, uh, they just go until someone gives up or dies. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not necessarily a fan of it until I see it. Once I see okay. that it can be done and it can be exciting, it can be fun. But I also think, too, that there's going to be so much muscle memory that if you go back and take a look at that let's say the Connor and Floyd fight, Connor's so used to a certain style of MMA. How many times did the referee have to tell him to stop doing the shit that he was doing because he's in a boxing match? I do wonder if with these guys, I mean, it's the thing too is I don't really know the necessarily the rules of one guy's style versus the other guy's style and how much of it they could get points taken away for. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I think that 
I just look at it all as MMA. So maybe I'm being a little uh, uneducated in terms of how this other dude fights. Mm. Well, I mean, Muay Thai is probably the closest thing to MMA in terms of combat sports because you're using knees, elbows, and clinch. That being said, obviously, I think one thing we've learned is that you do have to be kind of a they're specialists at what they do. They focus on certain aspects of their particular uh, thing. I mean, otherwise, I mean, I think a lot of these fans are just like, they're confused, right? They think, oh, well, this guy and this guy's going to be just got a boxing match. Well, uh, Floyd won, so Floyd would win an MMA match. There's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an element, there's a fan base out there that believes that. And, you know, it's, it's crazy, but it's, <laughs> it's not how it is. Chevy, what do you think about this and potential other fights? I'm in the same boat as Carney. I don't really know much about his opponent, about mm-hmm. Mighty Mouse's opponent. I do know that DJ is super well-rounded, so I am interested to see how competitive it is. I, th- I think he'll do fine, you know, standing up, but his defense is probably good enough to not get knocked out. Is the other guy's defense takedown defense good enough to mm. not get taken down by Mighty Mouse and beaten up on the ground? I doubt it. But as far as other matchups, it's tough because I really think that matchups are important if you're going to have a fight like this. People have to have some skill in, you know, the area, right. the, the you know, the arena that they're going into. It's true. So, you know, you could have like a Diaz brother in a alternating MMA boxing fight, but like you don't want to have Khabib in a boxing fight. He's got zero stand-up, basically. If Uh there's no threat of takedown, you know, what do I know? But I assume he doesn't have very much of a threat on the feet if there isn't a threat of a takedown. So matchups would be really important in something like that. That's yeah. an interesting point. Yeah. Go ahead. Talk. I think too is that I like I said, I just don't know the rules of a Muay Thai fight. So I don't know how much is going to change from round to round. I'm interested to see it. I don't yeah. have dream matches lined up because as you know, as far as I I'm looking at it, like, you know, if if we were to do cross promotion, you, we've already discussed before. You know, would we want to see like a, like a Tyson Fury versus a Francis Ngannou? But that's going to be a straight boxing match. Mm-hmm. You know? So to have to switch styles, it's going to have to be something where we're not going to do boxing. It's not going to be something where the gloves have to come off between rounds and go back on and put on the four ounce. You know, it's it, I'm, I'm still too new to uh, this concept that I'd really have to think about dream matches. But I don't have any off the top of my head. <laughs> And I think Shelly brings up an interesting point, too. You got to be very selective with your matchmaking on stuff like this, too. <laughs> Obviously, clearly, you know, Floyd wouldn't be a guy to do MMA <laughs> after boxing, you know. And how much worse would it have been for Holyfield had that been MMA than a boxing? And it started with MMA, <laughs> you know. Like, that would be inhumane at that point after watching it, you know. I read about one of these fights where it was, like, one round of boxing and then one round of chess. Back and forth, <laughs> thanks, thanks. In Russia or something. Like okay, that. I think I remember hearing about this. <laughs> yeah, it, it was interesting. I thought, but I, I assume that fight got finished in the actual fighting part and not in. Chess. Yeah, in so chess, great. So. The slap of- fight in between rounds. That'd be funny. <laughs> oh, man. That's just asking for even more CT. Yeah. 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 Speaking of chess, I want to just remind producer Joe to watch The Wire. Because I don't bring it. <laughs> Shout out to producer Joe. Yeah. That's why we're dropping Easter eggs in this bitch. Hey, one other thing I forgot I want to talk about today, too. Interesting enough, like we're talking about these special fights. Could that be something that a new promotion brings to the table? Because there is a rumor now 
that we're gonna possibly have a new powerhouse promotion in MMA. Guys, I mean, who's out there to be signed right now that you know that's maybe a free agent? Maybe Belfort actually come. I don't know if you want to start like a legends league with your new promotion, but it's called Bellator. Yeah, yeah. You can pick up some guys coming off their contracts. They're going to be offering, it seemed like, much fair wages as far as like profit sharing. So they'll be able to draw in people that are ending their contracts in whatever promotion with that kind of backing. Looked like there was some sort of insurance and retirement pension similar to the NFL. So with those kind of perks to legitimize their you know the fighting sport the sport of fighting they could be the next big thing i think the usc needs to be worried competition's good that's one thing i've learned with watching pro wrestling competition is good when people have to have other companies to worry about and they have to perform better and promote better and they're on their game it's good for the fans and it's good for the participants it's it's good for the fighters the only thing i'm worried about (laughs) Is if you know we see, uh, I don't know. This is just an example. We see Colby Covington go to this new promotion, but Usman stays in the UFC, and the UFC is either gonna have okay. to learn to play ball with other promotions, and this is gonna devolve into a boxing scenario with different belts, or the UFC is gonna be the UFC and they're going to stay, you know, solo. And you're going to only be able to see the people that fight in the UFC. So hopefully this just results in them adjusting their pay structure and they offer the similar things that this new promotion is and somehow that promotion survives, but we get to see the best fights. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, when you say that, like, I don't see UFC playing ball. It's not really their thing. So I do think it would be funny with all this news coming out. Dana would wait until the promotion was starting to get going until he decides to do exactly what they do. Like, oh, now I'm going to start paying my guys these competitive wages and whatnot. And then it's just going to tank whoever's invested in that. But, uh, I mean, that's just a fightful Dana White thing to do. I guess one of the things that we could look forward to possibly is if a new promotion kind of takes the, uh, uh, to liken it to pro wrestling, the AEW approach of open the forbidden doors cross promotion you'll get this company working with this company working with this company and then you have the dream matches you got the guys at the top of uh like pfl and the people at the top of one and all these other uh and bellator being able to all fight each other like just the the idea of that could be exciting if anyone were to ever pursue it i don't know like logistically how possible that is but it could be it could be something exciting that might have to make Dana White change the way he does business. Well, Ryzen and Bellator have managed to do a few, you know, right. cross promotion fights, so it is possible. Yeah. That would be that'd be great for to see, you know, who really is the best. Yeah. On that note, speaking of some of the best, Joseph Benavides retired today as we record this. To me, one of the true good guys in the sport. Unfortunately, never got that elusive flyweight title that he was looking for. Unfortunately, a guy named Mighty Mouse was in that division for most of that time. But one of the good ones, man. One of the really good ones. Thought I'd get your opinion on this guy. To me, I always thought him and Megan, too, were like the greatest couple, too. Like she always supported him and everything, too. But Team Alpha Male, just they're very. What do you think, Carney? So 
if I still had the ability to cry if I hadn't lost that in the war, I'd probably be pretty sad about Joseph Benavides retiring. He does seem like a great guy. You probably have to be a great guy to be married to, to Megan. But I've considered him to be one of the best that never was. And by that, I just mean that he's had, what, maybe four shots of that title. I think Always five. Came... Five? Okay. Always I think so. Four. And then I started to find myself really pulling for him. I wanted to have that fairy tale ending. Uh, we never got it. And that's unfortunate. But with him, you know, it's it, his problem was he was just in there at the wrong time. He's up against guys like Mighty Mouse and Dominic Cruz when they were in their prime. And if they hadn't been there when, when he was at the top of his game, he very well could have been, uh, you know, a, a champion multiple times over. I mean, we, we could still consider him a legend. He could still go away and make money as a coach. He's a smart fighter. I'm just glad to see that he's not trying to stick around long enough to wind up like DJ Penn. He's getting out when he has. He's had a couple losses in a row. He's got nothing to be ashamed of. He's, uh, he's a legend. He's, he's possibly even a future Hall of Famer. But he's smart enough to know that he's not going to keep chasing that title because he's probably not going to get it. So even if he just decides to spend his retirement hanging out with Megan, he's definitely the one. I agree 100%. I think Joey is a Hall of Famer, even with his losses in title fights. I wonder if maybe after the first couple of the moment just got into his head a little bit and that's what caused those later on ones. He's gotten lucky. And the guy spent all his luck in the world on uh, Landon Megan Levy, though, right? So right. can't can't feel too bad for him. Good for him. Well, on that note, if you guys can still hear me, I think <laughs> I can't see me here. But uh, is there anything we want to add to this week's episode? That your black square looks pretty much like mine did last week after the lights went out in this room. Okay. Well, we got you some light. I have a few technical difficulties on this side. I'm going to take care of One of them was producer Joe's fault, actually, too. But anyway, that will, we'll work on that. Um, Shots right. fired, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> all right, fans. So that'll be it for Chevy, Yasada, and the man in the box. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. All right. So that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 